Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. Good to chat with you yet again. Uh, this is my last pod of the week, last one before I hit the road to Indy. Actually, that might not be true. I might have to record one from my hotel again this weekend because Monday's going to be such a crazy travel day. Give you one over the weekend for Monday. And then starting Tuesday, we'll be in Indy from uh, late afternoon Monday till about noon on Saturday. So there's going to be tons of stuff I'm going to grab from the Combine and talking to people and all that good stuff. So in the meantime, I forget what site I stole this from because it was a couple weeks ago. But it was the one free agent every team needs to retain. And whoever this was chose Cam Sutton. And there's some stats in this little write-up that I was unaware of, and I very much am in favor of keeping Cam Sutton. First of all, he's 27 years old. He has the ability to be an outside corner as well as a slot corner. And that's a skill that's harder to find now than people might think, you know, that you have to have the quickness to deal with those inside routes and the welkers of the world but he also is not Mike Hilton's size. And no offense to Mike Hilton, he's had a very good career and he's done great things with the Bengals. But true slot corners and true slot receivers are becoming less and less popular. People want Travis Kelsey out of the slot, Kyle Pitts out of the slot, Chase Claypool out of the slot, Engram, you know, big tight end, big receiver types because they can block a little bit more that the Ray Ray McLeods and Wes Welkers of the world aren't as popular as they used to be or as people think. So Sutton, with his size, can do battle with, you know, the modern-day slots, too. And he's fine on the outside, zone or man. Seals played a lot of man this year. So here's the write-up about him. Sutton did not become a full-time starter until 2021, his fifth year in the league, after he signed a two-year extension with Pittsburgh. But the Steelers' continued investment in the 2017 third-round pick Paid off handsomely this past season. Oh, by the way, I'm tired of people saying Steelers can't develop corners. Here's a good example. Anyway, uh, he established a no-fly zone on the right side of the defense in 2022. And here's the numbers I was shocked with. Like, I knew he had a good year. But Sutton allowed just 32 receptions on 72 targets. His 44% completion rate allowed in coverage was the fifth lowest by any defender with 50 targets in a season since 2016. So since 2016, of all the players in football that have been targeted 50 or more times, and what is that, six or seven years, Sutton's completion percentage was fifth lowest of the whole group. That's amazing. And while it would be hard for Sutton to repeat that performance, sure, the Steelers would be wise to shore up their secondary by retaining this homegrown talent. I couldn't agree more. High football character, um, has some leadership skills, very intelligent, versatile, only 27. He's going to be expensive, but he's the one I'm talking to first and foremost right now. And picture the secondary with him and maybe a first-round corner, because I absolutely believe the Steelers, with one of their three first picks, and Combine will be great for sorting out this cornerback group, but it's a very good one of six-footers, 200-pounders, outside corners. I absolutely think Sutton or not, the Steelers will end up with a corner with one of their first three picks. A top 50 overall player will be a corner, in my opinion, in black and gold. You match that with Sutton and some of the other guys you got, 
man, that turns into a strength pretty quick. And plus Sutton would be a really good influence on a talented first round corner too. So there's that. All right. Um, I will be back in a minute here. I want to talk a little bit about Steelers receivers. I found some interesting stuff there as well. Okay, I've referenced this before, and I thought it was an ESPN stat or metric, but it's from 538, and I think ESPN pays them to put it on their site or whatever. But it's a breakdown of receivers around the league, and they break them into overall. They they have a, a, a score out of 100, best receivers in the league, worst receivers in the league. The ability to get open, which is something they... They don't just randomly call it, you know, I mean, the ability to make the catch and then yards after catch. And of all the of the receivers in the league, they, right now this is sorted by overall. A.J. Brown got the best score in the league, 88 out of 100. Justin Jefferson was 85 out of 100. Tyler Lockett was 84. Stephon Diggs was 83. Deontay Johnson was fifth at 81. And then the last, the year before that, he was even higher. He is number one at getting open in the whole league. 99 out of, so if you sort it just by getting open, Deontay Johnson is in the 99th percentile. He gets a 99 score. Tyler Lockett's second at 95. AJ Brown's third at 92. So by 538, who doesn't care one bit or another, they think Tyler Deontay Johnson's the best in the league at getting open. I understand he has some drops. Getting open is the hardest part of playing wide receiver. And the year before, I think he was second in this metric. Now, catch, he's not high. I mean, he's middle of the road. He's not terrible. He's not high. But if you just look at catching the football, do you know who's the number one in that metric? George Pickens. <laughs> so I found that really interesting, you know, that – he gets a 99 out of 100 in catching the football, contorting, all those things, ball skills. Donovan Peoples-Jones is tied with him at 99. Mike Williams is at 87. That's a distant, distant third. Now, the Steelers aren't going to be anywhere close in yards after the catch. I mean, they just aren't. I mean, the part of that's the offense. But I don't think Deontay or Pickens, for that matter, is bad after the catch. Deontay has shown... Time and time again, he's good with the ball in his hands. Um, so, But still, he was fifth overall despite being 43rd. Or he gets a fourth. Here, here's Deontay's scores. 99 at getting open, 56 at catching, 43 at yards after the catch. All that adds up to me. Catching the ball and the yards after the catch have not were not strengths this year. Where Pickens, on the other hand, is 14th overall in the league. He ends up with a 71 combined score just behind C.D. Lamb, just ahead of Jamar Chase and Terry McLaurin. So in terms of getting open, Pickens is a 48 out of 100. Not great. I think he has a lot of work to do as a route runner. But catching the ball, as I said, 99 out of 100. Yards after catch, 41. 
And again, I think scheme has a lot to do with yards after the catch. Um, now, I didn't realize they do this for tight ends as well. So I always wanted to pull up Fry. Take take one second here to sort this. Pull up Fryermuth. Fryermuth ends up 16th among all tight ends. He has a 44 score. So to put that in perspective, Dalton Schultz is slightly above him. Zach Ertz is slightly below him. He's ahead of Evan Ingram. He's ahead of Kyle Pitts. He's behind Noah Fant, Dawson Knox. So that's middle of the road. Um, that surprises me. I thought he'd be a lot higher. But these guys also don't score quite as high as receivers because Kittle leads the league with a 79 score. Kelsey, who's phenomenal, 75. Andrews, 64. They're the top three. So Fryermuth coming in at a 44 sounds worse than it is because he's they're judging these guys the exact same way they do receivers. So he's being judged against Deontay and Pickens and those dudes. So um, real quick, Fryermuth ends up as a 40 at getting open, a 44 at catching the ball, and a 57 yards after catch. So a little above average yards after catch, which I think he's very good at. I expect him, and I'm, again, I'm shocked that he's not higher on this list. And I think next year he'll be fifth or sixth, you know. And there's some names on here that don't quite add up at the tight end position. I think this metric is better for wideouts than it is receive, or tight ends. You know, Jordan Aikens from the Texans was fourth overall. Austin Hooper was seventh overall. They're fine, but they're, I mean, I'm taking Fryermuth all day long over those guys. So I thought all that was fun. Um, I will report back to you either from my hotel room with my son's volleyball tournament or from the Combine in Indy. Over and out. <laughs>